Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.33 here in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. It's the Wednesday edition, and some of our guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. If you're thinking about having a Christmas party, I can't think of a better place than Roos Chris. Pleased to be joined as we go to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Brian, how's it going today? Going terrific, Brendan. Thank you. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Uh, Oilers fans, well, it's becoming more and more of a divide as the season goes along, Brian. I'm looking at the text line. I'm looking at my Twitter feed, and there's a lot of people who are abandoning ship. The successful start to this season is becoming a distant memory as this team struggles to mount any sort of a winning streak. Uh, Not more than two wins in a row since that initial five-game uh, streak to open the season, but still tied for the division lead. So in recent weeks, I guess, what do you make of this team and the re- direction that they're headed right now? Well, there's certainly been a lot of changes from the beginning of the year. There's, you know, there's no one thing that I think has kind of made them hit the wall. But I do think it's a combination of factors. Obviously, the goaltending, that's dropped significantly. That's been, you know, I don't want to say a surprise, but it definitely was so good early that I think we came to expect that that's what it would be for the year. You knew they'd struggle at some point. The goalies, certainly Mike Smith and Koskinen, are going through a bit of a rough patch apiece. Uh, defensively, I haven't seen the structure to the level that it was earlier in the year. I've been a little bit surprised. It's been 10 games since Adam Larson's been back. Uh, I expect his play to rise, but I haven't seen any real uptick there. Uh, That's an important piece that they need to be a a positive, not a negative, and it hasn't been a positive yet. Uh, I think the star players have at times looked um, not quite to the level they were to start the year when they were superhuman, so you can't really expect that to continue all year at that level, but that's definitely dropped. And uh, I think you just kind of keep going and naming 
a bunch of smaller points, and eventually when you add them all up, they add up to a team that's playing right around 500 hockey now and have been for a while. Right, and and that's the benefit of having that heater to start the season is you're still, even though probably, well, not probably, they are not playing to the level that they expect out of themselves really at either end of the rink, but they're still in contention right now. The trend that I'm seeing, however, is they're sort of standing pat right there while teams like Calgary, teams like Vegas are heating up. The guys that we expected to see sort of at the top of the Western Conference come spring of next year. So... I think they're coming back down to earth a little bit, but what's different this year, Brian, is just the positive messaging, even in the media that they're delivering. We went in the room last night, and they're still all saying, well, listen, there's there's some positive things to be taken from this game. Dave Tippett saying the same thing to us. So obviously important for them to keep that going, to have that belief despite maybe not sustained success in recent weeks, right? Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. We've learned a lot the last couple of weeks about how players want to be talked to, uh, how they want to be motivated, and most of that, uh, fortunately for the Edmonton Oilers, really fits nicely with their general manager and their coach. You know, two guys that are basically optimists. They they look at it as, uh, you know, as the world in a positive view, and that has trickled down to the rest of the club, and I think that's a positive team. It's the right time to have that philosophy. The Oilers definitely have that. I will add this, though, Brendan, in terms of, you know, the Oilers are going through a rough patch. Calgary is coming on like a freight train right now. Dallas as well, playing significantly better. Uh, The league is so close this year. I just think if you are just a little bit off your game, you can lose a bunch of games in a row. And we saw that for Calgary. We saw that for Dallas. We saw Vancouver go through a stretch here recently as well. We saw Minnesota have a horrendous stretch, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Conversely, if you can get on top of your team and have just that eighth of an inch difference, you can win a bunch of games in a row. It's that tight. I've never seen the league this tight. Uh, and I think it's going to continue all year long. It's going to try some of the fan bases, in my opinion, like Edmonton, that haven't had success over the last 10, 12, 13 years, if you really want to go back to the level that they would have liked. But in the end, when I evaluate the Oilers, they are making significant progress. And even though they're going through their rough patch now, I still have been very impressed with what they've been able to do short-term in terms of this new management team led by Ken Holland. Brian Lawton is from the NHL Network. He's also our headliner today, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Well, we know this much for sure, Brian. The power play has been driving this team since game one. With the lack of five-on-five production that we're seeing, and I looked the numbers up earlier this morning, and Leon Dreisaitl, as a matter of fact, has not scored a five-on-five goal since November 16th. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, you go back two games before that, to November 14th, James Neal, November 8th. We're coming up on a month without five-on-five production from some of your top guys. How far is this power play able to take them? You know, can we even answer a question like that without five-on-five production supplementing this? Well, I think that's a great point, and the facts are the facts. The reason we haven't been talking about it earlier is because the special teams had been carrying them. Obviously, the power play was first entering last night, and the penalty kill was second in the National Hockey League. That's remarkable 
for an Edmonton Oilers team that has struggled for years, particularly on the PK. But that's not going to mask it all year long, and Carolina had a big night on the PP last night. And you can't rely on your special teams every night to be the difference when you're getting next to zero five-on-five scoring. I spoke to Dave Tippett the other way. I can tell you that is a very big – the things that the fans are hearing are things that the coaches are generally already well aware of and working on daily. Um, but it's a work in progress, and they know that. They also know that they're coming into a really tough stretch here before we get to Christmas. So having worn as many hats as you have over your hockey lifetime, Brian, what – outside of a major change like a coaching change for example which is believe me I'm not suggesting that but when you see the other teams that have turned it around this year it's been because of that or or that big uh, exclamation point moment the Oilers don't necessarily need that right now and yet still have some tweaking to do here so what outside of those things could a team do is it a closed doors meeting is it uh, a leader stepping up and saying something in order to sort of right the ship yeah, you always feel like there's a tipping point. Typically, you know, on a more normal or regular basis, year in and year out, typically the biggest changes are started or generated from the back end, the goaltending. You know, we saw it to some degree with St. Louis last year. Obviously, Jordan Reddington comes in. They did make a coaching change before that. Um, but that is the most common kind of paradigm shift that you see for a team in the middle of the season. That is certainly one thing that would help significantly for the Oilers. But the combination, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was injured. James Deal has slowed down significantly. Um, Just those guys kind of getting back online healthy and contributing in a meaningful way is enough to tip the scales, in my opinion, at least back to the better side of 500 every 10 games, which would get the Oilers, believe it or not, into the playoffs. If they could play one game, maybe one and a half over the remaining 10 game segments of the season, I believe they'll make the playoffs. Um, That obviously was a goal. I'm sure that they had written down for themselves before the season started. You get a little bit greedy when you have the kind of start they had, but um, it's going to be a dogfight for them and the rest of the conference. The Pacific division feels like it's starting to wake up a bit. Calgary is playing better. Vegas had a big game last night. Marc-Andre Fleury's back from some personal leave time. Um, You know, there's a lot of things going on right now in the Pacific and specifically that pertain to the Edmonton Oilers. So that's an interesting parlay for me in in that I know you were one of the more bullish ones with your expectations on this team coming into this season. I think there might have been a little bit of fool's gold in that start. They were riding high, as most teams do under a new coach for the first few games. Again, I say I think they're coming back down to earth. I think that we're at the level more of what we can expect from this group. But in your opinion, Brian, I mean, how far away are they from initial expectations from you? Not that far. At the I, I, the models that I run, I tend to look at it in uh, really 40-game marks. I expected the Oilers by it. They've only played 33 games, but by the time they got to the halfway point, 41 games, I basically expected them to be between six and eight games over 500. Right now, they're seven. They've only played 33 uh, the trend is not looking good right now for them, and yet I, I believe they'll find a way 
to really win some of these games that you might look on the schedule that are coming up, uh, you know, in Dallas, in St. Louis, Pittsburgh at home, uh, Montreal, Vancouver at home. Um, I, you know, Toronto coming into Edmonton here uh, Saturday. I, I believe they'll find a way to win some of these games. You may think by the way they've played lately, they won't win, but I think it'll be a challenge that the team rises to, and they will find a way to be between at least, six and eight games above 500 when they hit the 41 game mark. We're definitely talking in the short term here. The long-term prospects for this team, I think the arrow is pointing a lot further up than it has, you know, perhaps in decades for this team. But short term, because they've instilled the belief in the fan base that this could be a playoff year for them, I think that's why we're starting to see people be like, just react as though they've been let down and we're not even halfway through the season right now but we can hammer that all day Brian but let's uh, let's turn down to our neighbors to the south the Calgary Flames have the uh, the terrible start to the season really it wasn't what they expected Bill Peters is dismissed for uh, reasons that had nothing to do really with the start to their season and Jeff Ward comes in and they're 6-0 and under his tutelage so was that just sort of the spark the change that they needed perhaps down there? Yeah, I think it was. I think it got a little bit stale. Um, sometimes, you know, you often hear how players love consistency, and they do. They love certainty of knowing when they come to the rink who you're going to be playing with, provided you're on the right side of that equation, because I've been on both as a player. Um, but some of the things that Jeff Ward has done in terms of the mixing and matching of players, the changing of lines, separating their big three, so to speak, and getting production from all of them, as well as other players, uh, has kind of changed the prevailing wins for the Calgary Flames. Initially here, when they won their first four games, they beat Ottawa a couple times, they beat L.A., they beat Buffalo. Um, I thought it was nice, but I thought, well, that's you know slightly below an average schedule. Of course, then they beat Calgary, excuse me, Colorado, and then they beat Arizona. And, you know, it just worked out beautifully for them. They got a chance to get some wins, get their feet underneath them, maybe by virtue of having a little bit weaker schedule at that point when Jeff Ward took over. They got some practice time in there as well. Uh, Everything's come together nicely for them. It's really from where they were to where they are now. They have to be feeling the exact opposite of the Edmonton fan base. Amazing how things change and how quickly they do. We've got the NHL Network's Brian Lawton on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. and uh, Of course, we had Jim Montgomery dismissed this week. Brian, uh, start anywhere you want on that. Just what are your thoughts on this situation? And, and are we really in a time of reckoning for the hockey culture as a lot of headlines are reading right now? Um, in terms of Jim Montgomery, it's a shock. Uh, it, it really, truly is. I know Jim. He's an excellent coach. I know him personally. Um, I have some ideas as to what transpired there. That's not really for me to comment on. The, the fact of the matter is uh, a good coach lost his job. Um, I think eventually it, it'll be one of those situations where you have to look in the mirror and maybe reevaluate yourself and, and how things are going. And, and Jim Montgomery will be back in some way, shape, or form. Um, I don't want to say any more until he says something about what transpired, but the fact of the matter is uh, he went through a horrendous time to start the year in terms of the club's performance. He stuck with it. Uh, he got that team turned around, and then he gets, you know, very uniquely, 
because we just don't see it happen that way uh, in any sport, really. He gets terminated, and the Stars were playing great, and they played very well last night against New Jersey, and I think they're going to actually continue to play very well without Jim Montgomery. I think Rick Bonus is going to do a great job. They share a lot of the same philosophies, and I don't see a lot of changes. Rick definitely has a softer touch with the team. I think that plays well now. Um, and yet Jim Montgomery was doing an awesome job. So that, that's a strange one. But when it's all said and done, um, the reckoning that you are referencing is definitely on the tip of a lot of people's minds. And uh, are we going to see an avalanche of things? No, I don't believe that. I actually think that for the majority of the time, the people that are in hockey are really handle themselves well certainly better than the average folks in our society if you really want to look at this from a global perspective. But some of these issues that the National Hockey League is dealing with are issues that society is dealing with, and we still have a long way to go. And uh, there'll still be instances that pop up. I don't have any, any doubt about that. But having played in the league a very long time ago, and I, I actually figured it out one day having – worked i guess about 2500 days as a professional hockey player where i showed up to the rink um and being around it as much as i still am to this day i truly believe that we've made some significant progress i don't think it's perfect um i think gary bettman recognizes that and that's why he's been so strong and out front on this uh he was not happy as you could tell at the board of governors Mm -hmm. press conference nor should he be I think it's been a very strong response from the National Hockey League as to how they want things to be run and where they want things to end up. And I think there was a big step forward in terms of taking responsibility as to where we're at and how we're going to get better. Brian, always appreciate the time and the insights. We'll do it again next week, okay? Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you. That is Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Uh, It is 12.50 here in Edmonton, and I've got to tell you that if you're looking for a great Christmas gift, well, number one, time's running out, so get on that. Number two, the Battle of Alberta hockey pack, holiday package rather, is the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life. This package includes great lower bowl tickets for the December 27th Oilers versus Flames game at Rogers Place and one night's accommodation at the JW Marriott in Ice District. On now for just $3.99 per person, taxes included. Very limited space available, though, so book your holiday package today. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Calm sounds like a great staycation to me. We'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing after this. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. 1254. Apologize for neglecting the Ashley Fine Floors text line. A bit of a mix coming in right now. There's people saying that they've stopped PVRing games. They're so frustrated with the inconsistency. Um, It's your prerogative. Excuse me. I can't say that. uh, Let me say this. I understand that after so many years of frustration, why the propensity to abandon ship this early in the season is there. I get that. Still a long way to go. But it could go either direction right now. And to me, this group is looking like they're starting to teeter a little bit on on whether this is a playoff year or whether they are continuing to put pieces in place uh, for future seasons. In the meantime, you can't say that it's a negative thing that guys like Caleb Jones, Ethan Baer, Joel Parison, etc., etc. are getting looks at the NHL level. But I digress. NHL Today coming up. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time, every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. Just three games tonight in the NHL. Washington hosts Boston. The Habs get Ottawa at the Bell Centre. And Colorado entertains the Philadelphia Flyers. Calgary, as mentioned, bumped their win streak to six. Undefeated with Jeff Ward behind the bench thanks to a win over Arizona last night. The Flames now just two points back of both the Coyotes and the Oilers for the Pacific Division lead. Winnipeg, meanwhile, handed Detroit their 12th consecutive loss for whatever that's worth. Michael McLeod and former Victoria Royal Matthew Phillips each got the call up. McLeod in New Jersey, Phillips in Calgary. Uh, going down, Red Wings forward Philip Zadina bound for Grand Rapids despite three points in seven games with the big club. The Bakersfield Condors can get back in the win column tonight. They got a road date with the San Jose Barracuda. The Oil Kings welcome Swift Current to Rogers Place tonight for the first of two games this week. Brad Lauer's group leads the Central Division two points up on Medicine Hat. The second of those two games is on Friday night, by the way. And at the World Junior A Challenge in Dawson Creek, Team Canada West made up of several AJA NHL standouts. Well, they're 0-2 right now. They can change that. They're playing Russia tonight. 7 o'clock Ched time and you can stream it on Hockey Canada's website if you feel so inclined. Again, uh, the the potpourri coming in on the text line at 780-496-0063. Texter says the Oilers do not look like a playoff team right now. Last 10 games, they look tired. Need the role players to step up having some meaningful minutes and Nuge has to be better. Well, to borrow a phrase from Stoffer, I think that Nuge would be the first to tell you that his offensive production needs to pick up. As far as being tired in the last 10 games, while well, there was a, a very uh, interestingly worded tweet that I saw this morning, but essentially to say that McDavid and Dreisaitl are several, several minutes. And when I say several, I mean like dozens of minutes in the lead of time on ice this year as far as forwards go. So... Yeah, I think there might have been an element of fatigue, but that's not something that you can lean on as an excuse. Game in and game out. Nobody played over 22 minutes against Buffalo. Last night, it was a different story. Connor was back up over 25. Let me just reference the box score here. Excuse me, 24-35, so close enough. Oscar Clefbaum back up around 26 minutes. 
If the rest of the group's not going, maybe that's out of necessity. We'll get more thoughts from you. We'll get some thoughts from David Staples coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.